Welcome to TCP episode 220, and it's team previews time. We're finally there. We're getting to the stage now where we're actually going to address where our teams are for the 2022 season, and we're going to start things out with the San Francisco Shock for this week. If you're wondering why this episode is going to be a shorter one, you probably looked at the timestamps, probably looked at the time below and be like, what? Something like, this is like, this is way less than five hours going on. We did do a gigantic four-hour episode last time. So, you know, this one's going to be a, a, a only one-tenth as long, maybe. Who knows? Uh, we're going to be doing more team previews as we go through different episodes. We also have uh, special guest reinforced coming on for uh, a very special episode we're going to be doing a little bit later on in the coming week as well, which uh, I won't spoil too much, but it'll be really fun. So look out for that. But for now, guys, uh, let's start this episode. A very brief one as we kind of whet your appetite for something coming up greater as the weeks come by. Episode 220, brought to you by Battlecrab, Refine Beam, Bronzebot Buhau, Chare, Prophet Picasso, Chris R34444, Cash67, Lolshin, Porkshop Sammy, Rexane, Sagirthalop, Velomel Smoothnuts, and Your Misery. The Shock. And also, Super on the Shock. Mm. So before we talk about too much in the team, we will talk mm. about the team, but they've made a very big change this week, coming through from huge news that shock uh, have announced that Super is retired. Retired, So it is very unfortunate. It's very sad news with the biggest face of the league, our mascot for the league, uh, the most well-known player, huge streamer, big personality, really accomplished, easily one of the GOAT candidates, two titles back-to-back. Many regard as one of, if not the best tank players, certainly on his specific heroes like Ryan. Um, yeah, he, he hangs up the mice and keyboard today professionally. And he will be stepping into, you know, leaning into his content creation stuff, doing streaming, and uh, no longer playing professionally for the Shock. Yeah, I think I speak for um, most of the community and maybe for some of us. Um, sad to see him go. I think he has a lot going for him, like you said, in his streaming career and maybe even outside of that. Um, I don't think he's going very far, right? I, I think Overwatch 2 is going to be a you know, uh, a, a thrust for the IP back into the pop culture zeitgeist. And I don't think that he's going to be too far away from that. Um, this this feels like a, a retirement for him, not necessarily, um, you know, reflecting on the state of the game or anything or his love for the game, but just his love or, or you know, desire to put in the hours, put in the grind. Yeah, it's there. There are, you know, other things for him just from like reading his his public posts and whatnot um, that that are a little bit more important and he just you know can't can't put in the time anymore and there's nothing there's no harm no foul uh, you're taught you're looking at a player who is literally seen the from the bottom of of bird noises not to say that they were at the bottom but you know the the amateur scene and is a two-time world champion uh, and like Avril said is as lauded as one of the great main tanks um what a what a career to look back on. There's what else could you do, right? The three peat maybe, but let's face it, you're you're doing a disservice to your team if you you know stay and give it a, a half-hearted attempt. So, wish him nothing but the best, and I'm sure he will be successful. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you kind of hit on a keynote there that I don't think this is a canary in a coal mine moment, guys. Like this is. Just a guy being in a very different situation in his life. A lot has, like, literally, basically every part of his 
this guy's adult life has changed, right? Like, uh, moved in, I think, with his girlfriend. Uh, mm -hmm. The group that he won two leagues with, only that one guy and the head coach is still there. Like, um, the game he's playing has changed. He doesn't have his uh, companion in in crime in terms of the his co-main tank where he splits duties with. Now he would have to had picked up the entire thing. Honestly, that was always a question mark for me. That it was mm. something that he would be up to because famously, like he split time with Smurf, didn't even have to cover the Winston. Like now he has to cover the Winston and every other off tank because yeah. like Joy is also gone. So like that was always going to be a big question mark for me. Not saying that someone as flexible as Super wouldn't have been up to that challenge, but like there's also a good reason for him to like right now say, okay, this is not what <laughs> what I want to do with my life. Um, financial security probably there with his streaming career for sure. And also you gotta say it's always already very commendable that this guy was like capable of even playing that long. Despite having mm. that streaming career, because if we look outside, the like Overwatch at this point has produced some of the biggest variety streamers on the planet, mm. and like the money is just better. Let's be honest. Like the projection of him, he's like in with the guys uh, from the variety stream. I'm not sure if he has potential, like as you see. Of course, like probably will slot somewhere below that because he, that guy's an outlier, but. Like all things considered, like the draw of like having money that isn't as it is a grind. Of course, streaming is just a different mode. If we're being honest, mm -hmm. right? Like this game mm -hmm. is about to become even more intense with like a the new work uh, structure that is going to be required of Overwatch League professionals with Overwatch Two. So, I mean, all of this considered, it makes perfect sense. I actually like before last season there was a preseason. Um, press conference i think mm. that clip should be on our gg recon uh i'm pretty sure it is youtube channel basically like i asked him like did you think about hanging up the mouse because like if you go back to back like you're now the most accomplished person in, in your profession there would have been a good example no he wanted to go for another year wanted to have fun with it decided again uh, for that probably talk to a bunch of people that are very experienced at his, at his organization, this wider organization with NRG, like Scump, and like just decided like being competitive for a while is actually what I want to do. Now, if you now find out that your heart is no longer in it, all fair in the in game of uh, love, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you only can do this and over, playing an eSport is both, if we're being honest. It is about loving the game and it's about war in in the competition against others. And if you're not, <clears throat> if you're so much as only ninety five percent in, you're not fulfilling the uh, position that someone like Super was in, one of the most com accomplished franchises of all time, or the most accomplished franchise of all time, in the leadership captain position. Now with a lot of responsibilities also in his main role, like if that was no, no longer going to be possible at a hundred percent devotion. It's the best move to get out of there and leave someone, leave that spot open for someone else that is hungry, right? So yeah, like he, he, he was very vocal about the fact that you know he he if you watch the stream he he felt like he was letting his team down. Mm. Um, the rookies looked up to him, and that he didn't want to be someone holding them back as well. So the conflict is, you know, on one hand, if you leave, you kind of do 
let people down because now your team has to find a replacement immediately. There's not a lot of time left before the uh, league kicks off. But at the other hand, on the other hand, if you stick around and you're not committed, you're letting them down in the long term where you're just this uncommitted player who's not giving his best. And that is going to lead to potentially poor results and just, you know, a, a bad look for everyone else and also the Sharks. So I think it's the, the most respectable thing that he could have done if he felt like he no longer had the motivation or he no longer had the determination and, and, and the will to, to see through another full season is to vacate that spot for somebody else or, you know, and hang it up and just retire on a high note. Um, and allow the shock to move on. I, I think it's a, a super commendable thing that, you know, Super did in um very difficult decision. Cause I yeah, I, I did watch that stream and he was he was heartfelt the entire way through. Um in tears at various points as well, because it's important to him. And you know, he was he was very adamant about the fact that he's like, I care a lot about this, which is why I had to leave. Yep. You know. Um, so it's again to to echo some of the other thoughts, it's like it's definitely not a case where oh he just played Overwatch two didn't like it, um and I I have a theory that even if he so a couple of things is a if we played Overwatch one this year and played six v six he'd probably still go because he's he's ready to retire he he feels like it's his time is it's the time it's the right time to retire, um and beyond that as well even if in his mind like if you have a scale in your mind about like how good Overwatch two in your mind is. Uh, even if that scale was at 10 out of 10 for someone like Super, I'm not convinced mm. that he would stay because, again, it's there's a difference between liking or disliking the game and having a willingness to compete yep. because competing as a professional in, especially in a game like Overwatch, requires so much time and dedication uh, and so much effort, so much sacrifice, personal sacrifice in other areas of your life mm. that unless you're willing to make that sacrifice, unless you're willing to make go that distance, you know, Professional play is just simply not for you. And he's accomplished enough. He's got a new life, like Iska's saying, and he's doing well in other areas of his life, particularly in streaming. And when streaming is already paying more than what a professional team could pay you, and I wouldn't be surprised if like that just yeah. extends to professional play in like all games, to be fair. Um, unless you're literally like, I don't know, one of the top players in, in a particular <laughs> game and also winning world championships and getting prize yeah. money. Sure, that's different, but it's uh it's rare to to become an extremely top, a good streamer. He's in like, I don't know what is like the zero point one top zero point one percent or something of streamers where mm-hmm. he can. He's got an incredible audience. If you've got that going for you, you know, what I mean, that's something that you can develop. Um, that's your brand. That's you own that. Uh, it's not tied to a team, and you're, you know, you're able to do that on your own time, your own hours, uh, with your own direction, and it's something that you can take with you for a very long time, regardless of what direction Overwatch goes in or the league goes in or your team goes in. Uh, I mean, his brand and his own career and his own, you know, content creator thing, it's like, that's all, that's all him it's, at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's, 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 better to invest in. that's better to invest in than, than to continue playing pro, which, you know, there's definitely a lot of downsides to wanting to be pro. Mm. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not just playing games, guys. I don't know if uh, that has ever been drilled into your heads any more than it needs to. Um, it, like this is this is another great example of just it's not it's just not you know you and the pals just logging in on friday night just having a couple brews playing overwatch no no, no this is this is in in many ways life or death this is this is you know your your livelihood your your financial security if you if you fail 
any parts of you fail and that 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 does something to a person regardless so this is this is not comparable i'm sorry um try to trying to apply yourself and be empathetic to this 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 person who's you know hanging it up for good and to be fair retirement these days in traditional sports and esports um let's say uh it could be a little flimsy fluid maybe um looking at uh you know maybe some recent news coming out from you know mr mr brady um and some of the more prolific retirees in the overwatch scene it's not doesn't mean it's forever maybe super you know some things in his life settle down he 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 has that itch again to come back and compete maybe maybe there's an an unretirement in the future who's to say right this is it would be hard to come back and it would be hard to compete against the you know new for sure who are just insane but 100 um it is it is hard to I mean, it's not impossible, but it is hard to come back again. I won't, mm-hmm. I won't rule it out, but I won't. I also won't pretend like we'll count you, can on just, it. you can just like you know yeah. instantly do it. It would be it would be quite the effort. But uh, yeah. sure, yes, yes. So he's he's not going far. It's it's not. He's he's not. You know, yeah. you know, vacating and <clears throat> and going on hiatus from social media. You'll still have the streams. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll still be around the Overwatch scene. Hell, maybe even the the league will probably put him on a desk segment or two, or try to invite him on or incorporate him. That's a he big say, personality. He did say that he was still going to do, quote unquote, stuff with the uh, Shock okay. and also the Overwatch League. So he there said that me. on his own stream. So you, I don't don't know what that means. Could be a lot of different things. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe he shows up some home stands. Maybe he shows up to do some cool stuff at um, what is it, the mid-season event or the playoffs? You know, there's, sure, there's, yeah. there's live events. There's live events this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still he's still one of our biggest personalities. And you know, it, I Easily. think uh, it, it would be smart of Blizzard and Overwatch League to stick by him and see what happens. Um, and he'll also be streaming Overwatch. And here's the other thing about anyone that's like, oh yeah, he, he just doesn't like Overwatch. It's like, well. Guess what? He'll be playing on April the twenty sixth. <laughs> right. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. Can, can I? And also- it's not because he has to. He, I'm sure he wants to. I'm sure he's excited to actually play it as like a, a fan now, or to do it actually enjoy it, and not have like this looming shadow of like, oh, this is you know also work. Can I also just say like, I feel in some es- essence he actually does rip a pretty big hole in terms of like we're talking about the face of Overwatch type of uh, discussion always with him. Sure. But it's like. Also, keep in mind, it's not something that comes to mind easy, the absence of something. But this kid, like, stepped onto the world stage at 17 and hasn't had a single shitstorm. While everyone else, also the one that you are thinking of, could be, like, coming in, most definitely has had. Right? Like, like I recently posted on Twitter, like, who's, who's going to be the next uh, face of Overwatch? Every single one that you guys mentioned had some shitstorm at some point, right? Like, and that's also like I know um, Maurizio, his his father is a friend of the show. Um, yeah. Like that's that's also down to like Which a show? this one, yeah, yeah, his dad. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I dad. So, I actually didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> He's been the OG. Like I remember doing interviews with Super when he was on LG Evil and like yeah. seeing him like retweet stuff. And I'm like, is that Super's dad? Yeah. Like, Yo, that's sick as fuck. Your dad likes your shit. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it. It's so sick, dude. It's so hard to like, man. If I think back at when I was 17, like mm-hmm. the type of shit 
like if if that was somehow like being recorded, my God, would I be gone, dude? <laughs> like yeah. they, it, once again, like um, great uh, ambassador of um, of the game, um, and just also like it, it, just remember what he's done, right? Like mm-hmm. he went on was it Kimmel? Uh, yes, yes, yes. He did. Yeah. Kimmel for us, I think twice even. Um, like I think he he might have done some um, rap carpet stuff, represented us in the streaming world. Like, uh, sorry, it was Fallon actually. Yeah, um, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah. And then like, and then there's really like nothing again ever negative. I don't think we've ever heard of him like be toxic and ranked or anything like that. Like just like a normal dude while not being like you know this unauthentic like teflon dawn type of shit where it's like ah uh, he's hiding some something like he yeah, yeah, yeah. he definitely has his you know like cheekiness uh, always out there like being humorous about his frustrations like in ranked and whatnot like that's just an authentic um person that yeah i don't know like it's um it's really refreshing to see that someone was already already so ready at that age has grown into this pretty large responsibility and has upheld that torch for so long hopefully for the future as well um i mean that it would be the dream like to to get him maybe in an analyst position even though i wonder like what you would have to pay there um have him do a one-time a one-time fee certainly not a permanent position in that case yeah I, I half expect like if you if he just does a co-stream now no longer being bound by the Overwatch League contract of not being able to stream while Overwatch League's running um, mm-hmm. that would probably do like great numbers for him uh, would probably be watched by a lot of people he, he said he'd just show up on a Vars co-stream uh, I didn't oh, mention yeah. anything online but you know I, I won't take it personally it's fine <laughs> um, but yep. Yeah, I mean, co-streaming still has restrictions because of the whole YouTube thing. Right. Um, I believe you would have to, if you want to do an official co-stream, meaning you know you have the actual footage displayed live, mm-hmm. uh, you would have to do that via uh, on YouTube to right. to for it to stay within the the bounds of the uh, YouTube agreement. So mm-hmm. sure. yes, but aside from yeah, I mean, I can see him do a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, let's be clear. Shock have done official co-streams. I wouldn't be surprised if he was on one of the Shock official co-streams. For people that don't know what I'm talking about, Emong, I think it was last year, did a bunch of official Shock co-streams on the Shock YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So those things exist. I won't comment on uh, how popular they have been, but, you know, it's a... At least they're being done. You know, it's a work in progress. I respect it. Yep. Yeah. No, totally possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, quite likely. Oh, for sure. Let's like, see. Let's see if that he's happens. He's going to be important. He's going to be important for this this entire IP it's, moving forward for this. It's important. It's, it's important that we don't like lose him, lose him. Yep. You know, like we still yeah. want to. We being the Overwatch franchise should should really look to still foster him and involve him and have him be a part of the the franchise mm-hmm. and brand because uh, it would be a huge loss and it'd be like you know failing to hold on to all the big streamers that eventually became big uh having done overwatch you know guys like xqc and tim the tamman even though i think of xqc you might you might argue that like he's a bit of a brand risk but so maybe he's not the best example but you know right tim for sure tim for sure it's like you know we, we could yeah. have kept him 
might, we might get him back, but we'll see. Yep. That's that's the big hope with Overwatch 2, but neither here nor there. So, in the absence, where is the shock left? What I mean, like, kind of... Not well, that we, if you want to move on from Super, why don't we talk about his immediate replacement? Because that was... Yeah, it. Right. So we're going to go through the roster now, yeah? So there's the immediate replacement... I think it was important for us to go over Super because mm. we kind of double up on talking about the Super news and the retirement and the impacts of that as well as them getting a chance to talk about or well, what does that mean for the shock moving forward, mm-hmm. which is the topic we'll get onto now where there were a lot of questions like, well, who could possibly replace Super? What does this mean? Big shoes to fill. Unbelievably big shoes to fill, right? Um, here's the context for getting a guy like Kaluj. You need <coughs> probably a person from North America because these are related things. Uh, you, so here's the thing. There's no other tanks on shock. So you need someone immediately and you need them to be able to get into the U.S. immediately and get to L.A. Uh, getting a Korean player would take time, and you don't have any time because the season will be starting very soon, and visa process can be a while. So unless you purchase a, another main tank player from another team, or just another tank player, not, not even main tank, if, you, if you're going to get another tank player from another team, that could be viable. But if you're not doing that, then you better be getting a, a North American player from somewhere. And uh, one of the best options that was on the table was from a skill perspective was Kaluj is someone that I believe had potential to be on a team in the past and uh, for whatever reason it didn't work out there was the Vancouver Titans thing and I think it was 2020 and the new Vancouver Titans they wanted to get Kaluj but they couldn't get him mm. and well they, something didn't happen and people I think someone read is like oh the Overwatch League blocked it and the Overwatch League has now officially come out via report from I believe it was can't remember if it was Dexter or Dot I always confuse the two but one of them oh. came out with a report Dot and actually said that the Overwatch League did not block Kaluge. So who knows? Yep. But it's Kaluge. Yes, Kaluge is here. And this is somebody who NA uh, hopefuls and fans um, will never shut up about uh, because he is good. Uh, he is a great flex tank player that has come through the halls of teams like American Tornado and uh, quite a number of, you know, collegiate teams, I believe. Um, and has looked like a standout and it's one of those names that has baffled a lot of these these casters and analysts and, and even fans like where is he how is he not been picked up what is going on i smell you know fuckery afoot which only kind of like helped that narrative of like the league doing some you know uh blocking but obviously we know that's not the case well uh so, are you are you alluding to potentially getting into why he might not have been picked up um not necessarily alluding to but like that's just the narrative in the in the past around him is like he's good this isn't a good player issue like we've seen him be very good be very successful domestically how is he not being picked up like that like it only draws these people into speculating on some of the worst things you pretty think probably probably an obvious reason wouldn't it i think he's got a quite a lot of controversy behind him so a little bit i I don't that's just a tiny amount I, i don't think it's like a I don't think it's a big question at all. I think it was, uh, you know, if there are other players available that don't have any controversy in the background, they're probably slightly more attractive picks. Are they not? I would imagine so. I think if the league is never like publicly decried or, or tried to block him, um, it, it is interesting, um, to dive into like, the details obviously we don't have the details but it would be interesting to see how many looks he did get and how much that controversy 
um, you know, remove some of those opportunities. I mean, I'm going to be mm-hmm. com- completely honest. I don't even know what happened at this point, and it's not even worth getting into. But like, I'm in a faint ignorance here. I don't even know what this kid. Did. Well, well, I mean, I, I've, I'll be, I'll be real with you. I've never seen a single game Kalucha's ever played. Sure. Not even a single one, which is, again, for anyone that's just like, oh, why, why doesn't everyone know? It's like, well, NAEU contenders and tier two is a bit of a blind spot for me because, look, I I, I covered way too much already. I already covered Overwatch right. League plus Korea plus Australia plus China. Look, I'm, I'm, I apologize mm-hmm. for not also having NA and EU on top of that. It's just how it is. There's not enough time in my day. Uh, and also the time zones are not great. But um, in regards to controversy, I, you know, I, I, I don't think this is not going to be the episode or the time or yeah. the place for us to discuss the morality of the issue no. um but rather we are going to focus mainly on like is he a good enough player what do we know about him as a player because does have a reputation as a skilled player Very much um so. and it's i think it's really up to the teams and up to the league to decide from a moral or ethics standpoint whether they want to have him or not mm-hmm. um and you know you guys if you're interested in that you look up the controversy or the drama and you decide where you stand on that. Yep. I know there's plenty of players that kind of back him and say that he's made really good positive improvement uh, on, a, on a personal level. Mm. Uh, I can't back that up. Again, I don't know him. I've never, I've never spoken to him. Never seen his gameplay. I literally don't know him at all. Um, so I, I, it's kind of dangerous to, to comment too aggressively yeah. on, on someone and something I, I really just have no idea on. I think um, in the same way I've seen some of his games, he's never, you know, leaped off the page for me, but that's coming from like a very small sample size. Um, Mm. And it stands opposed to people who I do trust who have seen a lot of his games and they just can't speak highly enough of him. Even, you know, doing some research prior to um, these team previews, even earlier on in the off season, a name that constantly came up is like, if, if he can, if, you know, he's available, definitely worth a sh- worth a look um, and is somebody that, you know, again, deserves deserve to at least be on the short list for a lot of these teams. Mm. And it looks like um, to to your point, like it, th- these are some big shoes um, in a role that we really don't know what is coming for the immediate future and the long term future of what tanks look like. Right. Like I. Th- I don't know that Blizzard knows what tanks are really supposed to look like. I think it's going to have a lot of... But um, I trust Blizzard probably know a little bit more than we do. Hopefully yes. we, can only, we can only pray they know more <laughs> okay. than we do. Know what uh, agreed. Like. I think just in the long-term picture, like if we yeah. had to like gun to head, what role changes the most across like this year and maybe even like the rest of Overwatch 2's like lifespan, I would have to imagine it's probably going to be tank at least in the short term. Um, as we try to refine the ideas and like the core concepts. Um, I'm sure the devs know more and I'm sure they have a better idea, but I'm, I'm willing to you know bet that this is the role that changes a lot. So for yeah. every tank player, it's going to be. be a big test. Is Any thoughts on Kalooj, Jessica, before we move on to other players? Um, I think like he has a work cut out for him. Um, mm. I wonder if you should double up on the tank role and uh, if you're San Francisco shock, the problem is it's getting thin up there, dude. And yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. like you almost need someone with a visa already. Like that mm-hmm. is, is, you know, like probably pu- it's a time and quality issue, right? Yes, yes. for sure. So like, I, I think like 
almost everyone will be hard-pressed to fulfill, like, the full tank role. I think there's something you can do with your DPS players where you sure. have them flex onto a couple of those picks and hope they can cover some of it. Um, but other than that, man, like, it's it's going to be a challenge for a lot of them. I think, like, generally speaking, I would trust offlink players to cover more of everything. Um but like in terms of the qualities of this player, I'm, I'm not too concerned that he's a fit in for the shock. I'm also mm -hmm. really thrilled to see what 9K will be uh, capable of doing with him, because like 9K is a bit of an off tank whisperer historically, right? Yeah, and, the yeah. off tank whisperer. And sure. uh, like, I think that is something that is interesting to um, sort of follow if if he can mm -hmm. like get a couple of more percentages out of there. It's a new game, though, man. Like, it's... Yeah, I'd... If I was San Francisco Shock, I, I would have not even felt secure with Super, to be honest. Oh, Super, sure. Super is the guy that had to... Like, it's the guy that already had to split the hero pool and had, had to have Smurf play Winston. Of course, you could argue, like, he could have stepped up, probably not as well as Smurf has played... Um, simply because he had one of the best Winstons in Overwatch history, I would argue. But like, you, I, I think like just the strategy of only Super was already on pretty thin ice. Now you get a rookie in that uh, I, I'm not sure is an upgrade over like one of the most accomplished tank players of all time, and who's also your leader. It's it is it is interesting. Like if if we're theorizing breaking points of this like ridiculously start-started rookie roster, that is one of them. Yep. And it's not down to Kalouche that that is the, the case, but just like the general makeup of this team and that they are like in a second uh, main tank. But maybe they already have a strategy figured out. I think the more rigid this meta becomes over the season, the more it plays into the hands of the Shock. I think they are a team that is going to excel at... Um, Focusing on one, two meta archetypes, maybe. If we yeah. see rapid changes, especially in the tank position, now I see this a problem being a problem. But we'll see. Right. So, I yeah, that brings up an interesting discussion because they don't have um, they don't have a second. They actually haven't had a second tank play this entire yeah. off season. Um, and I saw a very angry Reddit post, which. Uh, you know, or it's pretty normal for Reddit, I suppose, where <laughs> someone was really upset that Super leaving this late, you know, kind of causes some issues for their availability or who you can get for tank now. Uh, but my argument, I responded, I was like, well, actually, to be honest with you, Shock have had the entire time yep. to find a replacement, and they didn't do that. Like, yep. that's, I'm sorry, that's that's on them. Like, uh, you can't blame Super or whoever else for that. It's just... You know, you've had this whole time to get a replacement, and um, not a, not just a replacement with super, but just like a replacement with Choi, to be honest with you. Mm. And that didn't happen. Like, come on, uh, yes, yeah. super leaving, super leaving is not the issue here. The issue is Shock was never prepared in the first place because they didn't have a second tank in the off season when everybody else found a second tank, minus a couple yeah. of exceptions. Now, what if Kalush is not actually super replacement? Theoretically possible. That's that's the yeah. I mean, with how quickly they had that rollout done, I I'm not. I don't. So he's it. actually Choi, he's actually Choi's replacement. Maybe they're still working on another tank. Maybe yeah, possible. Maybe our our like tinfoil hat uh, Boston 
um, hypothesis is still not out of the window. It made a lot of sense when I saw him retire. I'm like, oh shit, this is where I it wanted, is. I wanted to be so right about that as well. I, mean, I thought I just I I was a detective man. Yeah. I had all the I had all of it worked. I was like, yeah. this is this is got this is definitely what it is. And then it wasn't, but still, it, it's not, <laughs> still could be. I mean, maybe maybe it's possible. I mean, not to jump into speculation, but I think Yiska. I want to put it in a pin a pin into something that he said around like the leadership role, right? Like every time super is brought up from his team, whether it be crusty, whether it be some of the former players, whether it be active players on the team. Now it's always unbreakable mentals, how good he was as a teammate, how vocal as a, uh, of a leader. He was all of the, like the, the promotional like social media stuff they put out all. It's just him, you know, talking up his team, bigging them up, trying to keep them, you know, mentally in the game, mm. not having that's a big deal. And I think there may be a uh, somebody that, you know, could fill that gap possibly. But, you know, I'll put a pin let's, in um, for later. Let's talk about the only returning player now that on this team. Yes. As uh, this will, without a doubt, now be like a two-hour team preview. Uh, Violet is now, I guess, de facto team captain. I don't know if he Pretty was much. already. I think Super might, might have been. He's de mm -hmm. facto team captain, I guess. The only returning player from the Shark. Um, with five rookies, nonetheless, I put out a tweet that was just like big pressure on Violet this year to to lead a team of five rookies. It's a yeah. brand new shock, plus this one dude. And in a lot of cases, it's almost like Carpe leading Fusion mm -hmm. as the sole returning player, with the caveat that Fury is kind of returning. But when I say returning, I mean like from the previous year, which Fury yeah. went to a different team and came back. Um, but Jonak was the same on NYXL for last year. You know, you're the you're sole returning player. You're the most veteran player here. Um, it's a lot. So how do we how do we see the other thing about Violet is it's not clear that uh, Shock are going for a, a third support. So they have two flex supports, Finn and Violet, well, yeah. and Violet's the only one of those two players that has any experience on main support. So mm -hmm. we're at the stage now where not only is Violet that veteran player that needs to be kind of the, the, the veteran voice of the team and the leader of the team, but is he going to have to play Lucio again? Because if we if we get into a traditional main support, flex support meta, which you can't rule that out. In fact, that, that should be your default position. Your default position shouldn't be, oh, double flex support. The default position should be main support, flex support, and be ready for a double flex support. They are ready for a double yeah. flex support, but are they ready for the default? I, th I think that was... I'm I'm not sure how much credence we should give to these speculations, but there was someone on Reddit that called Kalush yep. has leaked something in the past, says that Moth is coming in. I almost hope this is not mm. the case. And I can tell you why. Because okay, go on. if Moth actually comes in here, I'm concerned for Finn this year. Like, I want this kid to play. I want this kid Shh. to be the flex support for the San Francisco Shock this year. Mm -hmm. I don't want him to compete with Violet. I want Violet to be on the main support position. That's that's like fully transition. Yes, and not to, for Finn to have split uh, to split time with the best flex support in the league. That is sure. like at that point, I'm building a shrine for double flex support meta, so we're not seeing wasted potential there. You know, agreed. And I don't know that this is. A, a good thing for you or a bad thing, but this kind of like pulls the pin out of the board for me. I, that was who I was kind of suspecting probably could come back to fill super's role as like that vocal leader within the team has experience with some of these players before. 
it makes sense to me for Moth to come back in and to possibly move Finn into that starting flex support position and let Violet either have time off or just be the flex that he wants to be. Isn't uh, I always had on good authority that Violet was a leadership play on the team as well. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that he was, which is why he got a lot of playtime even over FD Agreed. God when they needed, uh, because they, I don't know, they, you're going to take this with a grain of salt, everyone, when you listen to this. This is, mm. this is not me like verbatim quoting anyone, but uh, from what I understand, uh, removing Violet from the team removes a lot of the leadership quality on the team in terms of when I say from the team, I mean like from the active starting lineup. Right. So if you bench Violet, you lose a lot of leadership quality in the team, which is why Violet played so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, even over, even in main, even when he was easily the worst, he was definitely a worse Lucio than FD guy, but his intangibles made him more right. valuable to the team. Agreed. There's also t- different types of leadership, right? There is mm-hmm. the guy that has the strategy book like learned by heart, and there's the guy that takes emotional charge of the landscape within comms. Yeah. And that's True. more what Violet does, or also Super did, right? Mm-hmm. Like more the emotional leader of that situation. Well, my understanding is that Moth never really was that. He's just right. like the guy that down guides that downloads the strategy that the coach set up and like injects mm-hmm. them in palatable bites to the rest of the team. It sort of structures mm-hmm. that. I think that's something that can be talked to other people. I think, like the thing is, okay. I think like other players have stepped to me. It's not a shock thing. It's a like ranked player thing. Where it's like they have played against Violet and it seems like he's so volatile in what his whims are. Like he will just play DPS if he wants to. Yeah. And like I feel like he this is a season where he needs to step up from a maturity point of view where he needs to lock into one role mass game that for that. Step up as the emotional leader of that team because everyone else around him is a rookie. Yep. And like really take charge of the emotional landscape while also giving hundred percent on whatever role he's put on, right? Which might be easy to do with a lot of Korean rookies. Maybe I'm speculating. Sure. Yes, I think it. I think it's so to kind of counter Yiska's point just slightly. Just looking like I, I try to empathize with the coaches here. When you look at somebody like Violet who has some starting time on a vast number of roles. Um, who has been at least league average at the very least um, across them. That's not like a selling point, but the fact that you have that kind of player who is open to that. While I don't know that you can start him perpetually, right? I don't know that he's a starter and everything. And he's like this crazy, like a new level of hyperflex that we've never seen before. Like it is attractive to just look at that and go, okay, cool. You want to play Cassidy sick? Like let's put you next, let's put, you know, I don't know how this works with Kilo or proper for, for this instance, because that kid just seemingly can do it all. Um, I, I, it, he's an interesting piece that you, you have that can kind of be filled in anywhere. Maybe even as a flex tank, God, fuck if I know, like if you want somebody to lead the charge and he is that emotional, you know, shot calling type, maybe that's where he goes. Like, is it, is it too far fetched to say with some of his past, you look what Yiska is saying, some of his past on Cassidy, some of his past on main support. No matter where they put him, he seems to at least excel remotely above average. So if you look at Kaluj as kind of a, a last-minute replacement, if it doesn't necessarily work out, maybe Violet just slots into tank. I don't fucking know. Dude, I've joked about this. And 
I hate that I you're making that sense. Implausible. I, I've joked about this being like, oh, it wouldn't be funny if Viola just played tank. Like, oh, no, like before Kalush was announced, I was sure. like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Who are they going to, what tank are they going to get replaced super? It's going to be Violet. Violet's going to play tank, clearly. And I now don't... you're like, now you've willed this thing into potential existence. I'm like, oh, grr. oh, I... it's actually happening. <laughs> I don't think it's that like implausible. Does it make a ton of sense? No, of course not. It doesn't. 100%, and I will admit that on its face. But with the situation that they are in now with Super's absence and Kaluj immediately coming in, there are going to be holes there. If this role changes as much as maybe we think or maybe we don't, I won't speak for everybody, but if it does change and maybe there is a main tank that needs to come in or maybe there's just a flex tank that Kaluj isn't necessarily keen on or maybe it's, fuck, it could be Arissa or Doomfist. Fuck if we know, right? And Violet excels at that when compared to Kaluj. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw, you know, the the end of the May, what is it called? The kickoff clash, right? If we saw Violet the maybe May season, clash. Right. If, if, whatever <laughs> the hell. if we saw Violet as like a starting member on like a control map or two where, it, it, you know, Doomfist excels or maybe there's this Orissa meta that, you know, kind of sneaks in and he can kind of pick up that pocket pick for that map in particular and kind of swap to main tank or, or tank, I guess in this way mm. i don't think it's that crazy to think about or the more you know reasonable and rational option is that they probably just buy another main tank right they, they look at a marvel like we had kind of already glossed over i personally think that they missed out on reiner i think he fits within this team culture very well i think he's that like that was the fit i was like if super goes reiner is like to me, that is super light. That is that is like your little super that you can plug into this team. Be that aggressive spearhead. Be that bumper-esque player. I don't think Gladiators has given him up. In a way, yeah, it feels like yeah. it. I, I don't no, think Gladiators is going to give him up. Gladiators will not give him up unless they're having problems with him. Exactly. Um, uh, which, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but... In which case, if if do you would you want to take a problem player if someone exactly. has to have, I mean, maybe you would. I'm not going to say that teams exactly would it, but you know, it does raise the view question. That's getting quite uh, out of it, though. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so I mean, uh, and I, going back to because we let's just finish up the support line. I mean, this yeah. really is going to be a one hour preview, a two hour preview. Is, is I think Finn is one of the most exciting. Maybe it, you know he just is simply the most exciting flex support prospect that we have coming into the league mm. this year. You know, next to guys like Vigilante and Ultra, uh, Ultraviolet, Finn, I st still think is a step above. So, super ex exciting player. Can't wait to see what he can do. Um, and if you did bring Moth back, it probably would be Moth Violet, wouldn't it? I mean, it's it's what it sounds like it would end up being. So, I, I just yeah. don't see Shock benching Violet ever. No. Personally? No. I don't, I don't know if I'm crazy to say that. I just don't. Based on what they've done, just feels like it's it's not a it's not shock it's, the shock don't uh, they don't roll like that then they yeah. they don't roll in the sense of not using violet they, they use mm -hmm. them they they want to play them all times yep and that's where I look at like Sam and as much as I'm very ignorant when it comes to NA a name that is like associated with being good kind of interesting maybe as like a, a project player but we know how that goes with the shock. I I just see somebody like Violet like just kind of stepping on those toes. Like if there was ever a chance for Sam to play, I wonder if if Violet has also scrimmed in that role and maybe even excels at that, right? Like it's I, I question <laughs> what what, what's up with what that. What is Violet? You're like you're like putting him into some mythological 
because status right now like oh he's he, he's <laughs> he's the omega omega sigma flex he literally plays all 40 fucking heroes or whatever it is like but when we talk about on? when we talk about him and like how crusty in this coaching staff do not want him to leave this roster right you look at that last season in as with a fine-tooth comb they have done <laughs> they have done heretical stuff to try and keep him in here he played cassidy for god's sake when would you ever suspect that Violet was going to be a starting DPS player? But I think they knew that was a mistake because they took him off eventually and just like, you know what? This is probably not what we should be doing. Agreed. They, and maybe they, kept maybe him on they there did for a longer period of time. I would be like, yeah, they are. They're just, <laughs> they're just sipping. You know, they're on they're on, As Johnny would say, they're on the goop. Um, <laughs> sure. So, yeah. But like, I that's not I, just the sole case where that happens, right? Like you saw, like you, I'm going to reference something that you said, and obviously that did happen, but like he moved into main support, right? Like they do not want him to leave. He, he brings these intangibles. That's, a, that's an easier move than going to DPS or Tango. Uh, say that much. 100%. I like, will wave my hands there. 100% agree. But if we're, if we're agreeable to those terms and saying, okay, maybe the Cassidy was a mistake, but even just coming to that conclusion I think says a lot about this guy's character moving him to main support. Yes. As much as it is an easier, you know, role swap should say even more about his, his role. And if we're agreeing to the, the statement that like his intangibles are too valuable to lose, what do you do with this kid? When you have Finn, he, he could just go anywhere. Oh. I know that sounds crazy, but like, I, I wouldn't put it past Cressy at this point. Yeah, oh, it is just so crazy though. <laughs> it is. It sounds bonkers. I sound I sound like I'm on drugs. I feel like I'm on drugs saying well, hi, this. I'm, Molly. I'm it's past Molly at this point. This is like some black oh, hi, tar garbage from God knows where. But like in some weird Trusty fucked up pipe. way, it, it feels like it. It kind of makes a little bit of sense. I think there's moves in the waiting, like if I'm gonna be completely honest and and you know to reel it back in. I think there's moves in the wings. I think there has to be. Um, what those are, I don't. So Shock Roster is maybe not complete. It is, is what like we're getting towards. No. Uh, any thoughts on the support line before we move on? Yes, Kim, maybe? No. Like, in terms of supports, like, they're pretty set, I think. Uh, in terms do you think of they'll go for, do you think they will go for a third support? How about that? I think they With might. The rumor. I think they might. I don't think they need to. Okay, but we. But I think we all agree they probably should go for a second tank. Yes, if there's one available that yeah, fits yeah. the bill, which I think is the is the the big one is is there one that fits the bill? It's just like I'd say, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. They're in a they're in a pickle. You know what's not a pickle? DPS line. The DPS line. Let's <laughs> talk about the DPS line. So obviously. Um, I mean, right on the tip of the tongue, you got to talk about proper. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to include Finn and Kilo, but like maybe even just on proper alone, have Shark won the offseason rookie scramble? Have they won their own rookie draft? I mean, we're going to do a rookie draft, but have Shark won the rookie draft officially just by I smashing mean, up yeah. proper first? If 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 our if our trial run was anything to go by, I think. Dead nuts on, like the fact that we've a gentleman's agreed to maybe not include proper. You'll have to tune in next week to find out if we did or not. Um, and then you have somebody like Kilo who is easy, like easily within you know his the top of his role. 
we talked about Finn just a couple minutes ago and how exciting he is as a prospect. Like three, I don't, I mean, Avril, you maybe can speak to Kilo, but I, I feel like at least two of three rookie of the year candidates at the very least, like ballot holders. They, maybe they don't win. Finn maybe Finn doesn't win. Papa. Yeah. Is that too crazy to say that they're at least going to be uh, on the ballot? For support, like competing with the support. If we're assuming that like most awards, like MVP and stuff, there's going to be a yeah. collection of people from different roles sure. and you are going to see supports on that, then I think Finn is someone that you'd, you'd have to give a shout for in terms of a potential Rookie of the Year candidate for his position. Sure. Just that alone, like, is there any other team that you can think of off the top of your head that, like, has three potential candidates? Again, just being on the ballot, not winners. I think uh, I, I think we've been pretty... We've been very generous to proper as like the rookie of the year, just like dominant vote, at least coming into the off season. Mm. But is there any other team that has three like good shouts for like rookie candidacy? Like well, most teams candidacy. don't have the don't most teams don't even have that many rookies. I mean, we we looked at a rookie list very True. recently, True. Uh, and Shock have the most rookies of any mm. team just to start with, and then beyond that. Um, uh, other teams might only have like two rookies or one rookie or something like that. Like I think Houston only have one rookie. Yep. Who's, so who's the Philly main tank again? Fury. Ah, uh, Fury. Fury. Ah, oh, get them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're getting so close. It, they have two, right? Yes, they're DPS line. No, 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 they have three. three. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. what I mean is like MVP, two yeah. MVP like talking points. Uh, sorry, uh, rookie, rookie of the year. year talking points. I don't think Fixer makes it in there to be honest. No. Unlikely. Um, mm. So, yeah, no, I think like, but that's the nature of like, you know, getting married to O2 Blast. Sure. But like to answer the question, though, like has Shock won the offseason? I would say yes. And I don't think it's very close. Okay. That's a different question, though. Has okay. Shock Just about rookies. Just yes. the rookies, though. In Not terms of rookies, off-season. for sure. In yeah. terms of generally... Maybe, maybe. Okay. Mm, put a put it put a pin in that maybe, and we'll we'll get to them on that team's preview. Because I am interested to hear that, but I don't want to take away from the time that we give the shock. But when you look at proper and you look at how much you know, how how like who he's being compared to at this maybe. current point in time, like that's that's worth its weight. That's that's a like generational esque player. On top of that, you have an incredible flex support coming in as a rookie that's also being compared to some of like the league's top performers. And then you have Kilo, who I'm going to feign ignorance here, but I hear that he's incredibly good at hit scan um, to the degree that he's saddled up next to these incredibly good people, has played alongside them for a long time, and is now with them on the shock. So I don't think that they, you know, play any fools with who they want to team with. Um, and you have. Krusty and 9K both as gatekeepers, right? Like, this kid has to be good. Avril, Kilo, <laughs> are you excited to see him? Proper. Kilo. Oh, Kilo? Yes. Uh, I am. I think Kilo's... His peak is unbelievably high. Okay. Um, he will forever get compared to Merit because they, they had to trade time uh, mm. on O2 Blast last season. And what I'll say to that, because I, I know all the people, all the, you know, the, some, some of the fans are like, oh, yeah, well, Merritt's better because uh, he looked better in the finals and he got more playing time. Yeah, but it was a, it was a sombre meta. 
And Merritt's got a better Sombra. Yeah. But I think Merritt is not as good of a raw hit scan than Kilo. Kilo, if it was an Ash meta, you wouldn't fucking see Merritt to be Kilo the whole time. Right. It was a Sombra meta, though. And that's why Kilo didn't get playtime. Mm. Um, not his hero. It just isn't his hero. Uh, you better hope maybe Sam can play it. I proper would probably end up having to play if they, which would be a shame. Well, it depends. Maybe Sombra would be a huge carry hero in Overwatch 2 with her damage changed. I'm not going to do the Sombra, though. The point is, right. yes, I, I think Kilo is a very uh, exciting player. But he does come in in a very limited role where I think hit scans have started to become quite prone to mm-hmm. meta complications. Um, and you're getting to the stage where, you know, they're not as valuable sure. as just flex players unless you also have a tracer. And I think Kilo, the problem is he, he never really got to show any tracer because proper just gets that role by default and dominates on it. So it's not like anyone else is going to get a chance to play it. Uh, uh do you think that to, to kind of jump in, do you think that hit scan like bias changes with Overwatch 2 though? One less shield? It really depends on it really depends on what heroes are meta and what new heroes come out sure. that define the meta. Like okay. if a new hit scan comes out, that's crazy. Mm. Um that could be it. Or you know, you say there's less shields, but that, that has a lot of implications not just on because the other problem with hit scans is hit scan has traditionally been quite a um, static role stationary yeah. static role so you are you are standing there like a like a sniping turret mm-hmm. water maker just doesn't move ash just doesn't really move um and you just you just want to sit there shooting even soldier like soldier yeah. sure you're fast and you flank and you but you get into your high ground position and you just sit there like a turret yep right it's a very stationary character very stationary role so if it's a fast meta hit scans don't thrive because they want to slow the game down why were why Think about metas that hitscan have been good in. Double shield is one of them, even though like it sounds like the opposite, right? Like, how can why would that be a hitscan meta? You're just shooting shields, but it's a slow meta when you get to be stationary, and that's strong for hitscan. And as far as double shield being like, hot, okay, sure, you shoot into double shield, that's bad, but you also have two shields protecting you. Yes, like it both fucks you and helps you in the same way. Um, so I don't know. I, I, that's why I think like. In some ways, I, I'm I'm a little concerned for hitscan again because mm. less shields actually means less protection for hitscan, and if it's a mobile meta, hitscans just get left behind. Agreed. Yeah, I think there's like maybe Cassidy, right? I don't know who else could be played. I don't know what new heroes. Yeah, are but if he out. loses his stun, like that's a big deal. I Agreed. Mean, yeah, that's, so that's a good kit, kind of point. Some so much of his value in the kit revolves around the fact that stuns give you very guaranteed shots. Whereas without them, he's just like a lower range Ash. Yeah. You know, like, okay, yeah, he's got 25 more HP, but yeah, he's a lower range Ash. Like, he's just mm-hmm. worse. So, what? True. Yeah. It, 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 I, a lot of this is going to come down to the details. Um, th- but that said, is it, and it doesn't, I feel like Shock are kind of leading this, and maybe Philly are in, in certain ways too, where it's like, it feels like a lot of teams are just front loaded with their DPS. Like they are the narrative setters. They are like which, the which expectations. Is, I think the correct thing to do because yeah, five v five theoretically is a more DPS heavy game. Mm-hmm. Um, do we think? First of all, did you have any thoughts on Kilo before we moved to Sam? Because I was about to move to Sam, but no, I actually take your call on that. I'll, I'll be straight up. Like I don't think I've watched enough of Kilo to have a good opinion. Yeah. With intent, I would say. So, but here's the thing: are we do we speculate on what that starting DPS lineup looks like? We know Proper is going to be there. Let's just clear yes. that up. 
but is it going to be Kilo or Sam next to him, right? Because now we get into the discussion of Sam. Okay, mm. he yeah, he does belong in that kind of uh, NA blind spot for me. Yeah, but um, he also was a top pick for teams that wanted NA DPS. He is a flex DPS player. Uh, covers a lot of the projectile kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it does compete with proper. What I see out of this is, and this is where I think Shock can get away with only three DPS, uh, better than a lot of teams who would feel like maybe they need to go to four. Mm-hmm. Um, is that proper is flexible enough to play both projectile and hit scan, which is super important. He is a he is an actual hyperflex. I'm not just throwing that term around. He's one of the actual true hyperflexes. That means whatever meta it is, you can either if it's double hit scan, you you play proper and kilo, and they both play hit scan. If it's double flex, double projectile, whatever, you play Sam proper. It's fine. If it's anything in between, whoever fits the second hero the exactly. best will play it. So, uh, I think a lot of people and originally it was like, oh, you know, kilo is going to perma bench Sam. Sam's never going to play. But I'm like, it will be very dependent. Like I'm not fully mm-hmm. convinced hit scan is going to be all that great anymore in Overwatch Two. I'm not fully convinced. So maybe Sam gets a lot more play time and. Um, again, I, I haven't seen enough of him to form an opinion on whether he's good or not, but I've, I've only heard good things. Is all saying that much? Yeah, I mean, definitely um, a great, like, I have to echo the same sentiment. I, I don't know enough about NA contenders, but from the people who I do trust, um, I've seen it. <laughs> this is the APAC um, broadcast, baby. This is the APAC broadcast. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Um, for for those that have watched him and have kind of followed his career, he he has brought up as as being a good player at coming out of this this kind of uh, rookie class, or this rookie graduating class. Um, and I am excited to see him, but I I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't bash Reddit too hard because I'm kind of in that similar camp where it's just like, yeah, I kind of find it hard to see where Sam fits in, but that also I think maybe is a bias for me when it comes to hit scan, but um. I'm interested to see. I'm I'm willing to give Krusty a 9K uh, mm-hmm. more than the benefit of the doubt when it comes to like their planning for the season. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, this kid has this work cut out for him to not be tired, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the, a lot uh, easier to not be tired when there's only three DPS and not was it four last year? Yeah. Um. So that's that's true when. None of those other DPS on the four DPS squad are proper, right? You are now essentially you're fighting for one spot, fighting for one spot, which is the same position that the DPS player, like that Tai was in last year. <laughs> no, but like, but you don't have you're not competing against proper because uh, if it's if it's your meta and um, I mean you are competing against them if there's only room for one of the heroes that you share in a meta, but. Again, in a situation where it's like, for example, Tracer plus something, Proper's going to be playing the Tracer. Right, Kilo's yes. not going to be playing the Tracer. It's going to be Proper, yeah. which means if it's Tracer Echo, Sam gets Sam gets to be a starter, not Kilo. So it's very easy for Sam to be a starter in yeah. this lineup, much easier than when it was for Tyre. Okay. Should be. Uh, it, would, it makes perfect sense that that would be the case, especially with, with regards to what you I mean, said about Kilo. You would, you would have just... thought that uh, Tayo was a starter in the situation where Genji was almost the prize, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we didn't have a, oh, you mean you meant 2020. Yeah. I was going to say, we never yeah. really got a Genji meta, but you know. Yeah. Super Genji. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? And we're also getting, granted, we're looking at this through like an Overwatch 1's lens, but we're, we're also coming to an age where maybe teams will just choose not to play like the most dominant composition to fit their teams, you know, 
strengths. It's certainly possible, right? Um, if it if it's a little too well, weird to try and well, fit somebody like, in, more like the the metas won't be clear immediately. I think there'll be a, there will have to be a lot of For sure work done to try sure. to f- quote unquote figure out the meta, especially mm. with a brand new game, yeah. new content, new heroes, five v five, and I'm also expecting that there there should be new content. Um, right. Added every single stage. Yeah. So you don't have hero pools, but you do have new heroes being added, presumably yep. every stage, which means maybe yeah. Fuck it, it might as well be hero pools because it's gonna it's gonna blow the meta up every single stage. True. In a positive yeah. way, but I guess like I don't know. How do we feel about shock? Because I don't know how to feel about them. To be honest, I want. Well, to I, I feel. I felt great about them previously, but with, yeah. with Super Gone, it does it definitely sells it a bit. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's, it's the unknown factor to me. Maybe if like I was more of an NA Andy and I actually <laughs> had a better idea what uh, collusions bring to the table, I'd be like, oh, it's fine. Because, you know, I, I am that way about some of the APAC rookies that people sure. don't feel great about it. But I, and I, I'm people are like, oh, no, Fusion's going to suck. And meanwhile, I'm here like, oh, their rookies are good, right? Which is what I would be doing if I knew more about Sam and Kaluge. Mm. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with Kaluge, where I, I listen to the public and even some of like the, the analysts and stuff. And like, I hear such good things, but I look at the team he's being plugged into. I don't know that they've necessarily, you know, solved a lot of their like inner turmoil. If I'm going to be completely honest um, on top of that, like even talking to some of the, you know, uh, other analysts and, you know, tertiary members of the expert community in NA. Um, and there were certain people that they had over Kaluge that, you know, maybe signals to me that who, it's not who, who, who would be over Kaluge. I mean, just not, in particular. I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like saying that's an incorrect thing to say. I'm just curious. Cause I don't know. One person in particular that, I mean, we previously talked about was Reiner, like somebody who I didn't know. Um, yeah. I had talked to somebody and they were like out of the tanks, Reiner is a safer bet to go to the Overwatch League. I think that was the the question in particular. I had asked somebody um, who well, uh, one, out of out of the rookie class who goes, and they had Reiner over Collusion. I I don't know if that is because of his flexibility or maybe something more, but I think that maybe speaks at a little bit more of like this this Golden Boy not being as completely bulletproof as maybe the public would think. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, yeah. Then again, like, let's hope they. I, I think there's there's a world where maybe there's someone else in in a contenders, and I think like generally speaking, uh, for instance, and this is not like to sort of like go into the other episodes we're going to do too much, but I'm a sure. big fan of like whatever uh, the Valiant have done. If it was actually true that they got um, like uh, Mike Kelly and tried him out got him out of there as it didn't fit and whatnot. I'd like to see that way more. It sucks for the players, but like at the same time, theoretically, the new contract structure allows for you to be way more flexible with that stuff. And I think like you also got just got to bring it. And this is kind of like the time where like when the game is completely new, you kind of got to figure your shit out way quicker and you probably can't do it with the same people. It's probably easier to pick someone up. Now, is the quality in NA contenders there, or are there players on other people's benches that you can then shape into like being good starters of quality that the shock would require? 
very hard question to answer, right? It's it's it feels like it's less likely, but I don't know. It's it's unfortunately also just like a restriction of the COVID era and like the the, mm. the difficulty of having visas come in, um, and the shittiness of Western contenders' uh, support for sure. Okay. Said like n no, you know, structural support really there in in terms mm -hmm. of like. I mean, who of these kids has seen a coach in his life that isn't just like scheduling scrims at this point, yeah. right? Stuff. Oh, how many could I don't think there's a case where all these coaches are just missing out. It's like how many good coaches are there to start with? But yeah, it's. I mean, they're scheduling scrims because it's like I mean, what is their skill set? That's that's just their skill set. Yeah, but yeah. there's it's also like, yeah, there's also but no but like no place where these guys could actually like get solid experience, right? Like there's. It, 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 if you're from, coming from NA, uh, sorry, uh, Korean contenders or Chinese contenders, you probably had a head coach that's paid a salary, right? Possibly, yeah. It's probably more likely. For more well, likely for the not. teams on orgs, yeah, I was, uh, amateur yeah. teams probably not, but yes. Yeah. If you're from an org team and if you're from an academy team, then yes. Yeah, and I mean, who's that in NA now? Like Boston Uprising Academy? Like, yeah. probably pretty much it, I think. It's tough. Right, like that in itself has some potential because, like, if you're good enough to make it there without coach assistance, once you get access to like the best minds, like like a smash or whatever, like sure. that theoretically unlocks a different level for you. But like, it also has pretty big question marks if you can fit into uh, that type of mm -hmm. environment. And I wouldn't be very surprised if some of the AT members. We'll have some issues over the season, especially those on teams that aren't winning as much. I think it takes takes a lot of willingness to be able to adapt to a team that isn't winning ninety five percent of their matches. Right? Agreed. Agreed. I think something that this kind of just dances around is a, a point that I feel like Sideshow is kind of penned. I, I could be wrong. Um, that like the that teams are going to be like rewarded for being agile in the season like mid-season pickups picking up somebody that like is is adapting well to this new hero somebody that's playing well on the ladder that you know fits the team or fills a hole that you have or you know the contract structure allows you to be agile so why wouldn't you be especially in this new game yeah teams are going to be rewarded for it whether it's shock whom i i applaud their coaching staff i feel like they're they're they have a, the, some of the brightest minds i would probably say this is the probably the strongest coaching staff that is in the league at this point um, I would I can see them being very agile, similar enough to maybe even, you know, Atlanta to not to completely jump ahead. But um, these are going to be teams that you're going to want to be super quick to the button. You want to get these new players in. You're going to want to kind of like add a, a, a quick Band-Aid if you need it. Right. Because you're allowed to do that now. So I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, it's more required. than so, ever. Sure. So where 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 would you guys Mm. I don't know. We just want to get into rankings straight away. But, uh, yeah, why not? Like, where would you guys? How do you feel about? Where, where's your gut check on the shock? Where, how do you feel about them right now? Um, how do they stack up against either the rest of NA or just the rest of the world? Right now, don't just not think about like, oh, who could they get? No, just their current team. Just yeah, yeah. Violet and the five rookies. Where do they stand amongst every other team that exists? Uh, and and you know that also includes you know give that same. Uh, criteria to the rest of the team. So when we when we look at NYXL, they only have five people as well, for example. Yes. Yes. So where does where does Shock compare currently for you guys? Okay, so can I 
uh-huh. real quick. I think like yeah. the um, just so we set like a stick in the ground for our meta conversation. I think like giving hard numbers is probably not what we should do. I, yeah. I'll I'll just give zones here, right? Give, yeah. yeah, give a range. Give okay, me a range. Give me a like a, S A B C. This is yeah. This oh, is it doesn't a, have to be that, but whatever you want. I think this is a top three in a top five world. Ooh, okay. You're a little bit more bullish than I am. I, I kind of wanted to an- answer the question by asking a question to the, to, the, to the panel, right? When you look at NA in particular, I feel like there's only one team that I'm like incredibly confident in, and it's not the shock. So I Dallas, feel like, right? yes, it's Dallas. I look at Dallas and I'm like, okay, you are, if I had to pick gun to head, Dallas Fuel are the NA leaders coming into this season. Right. I look at the gladiators. You've got holes. You've got a lot of questions. I look at the shock. You've got holes. You've got a lot of questions. Everybody else feels like a tier below. I put shock gladiators, maybe Atlanta kind of in this a tier for NA, and maybe like top. I'm going to say like anywhere from one to maybe even like six or seventh in the world. I think there are some incredibly talented teams in APAC. There are some, you know, some absolute monsters. You're also looking at the title defender coming out of APAC as well that you have to put up there within like one to two at least. Right. Yeah. Shock has some serious questions to answer. They also have some incredible weapons. You look at proper, you look at Finn, Kilo as well, right? You look at the people who are returning in Violet, right? Those are nobody to fuck around with, but there are some serious holes Come mid-season, if you don't make adjustments, which I can't imagine that they wouldn't, but if that was to happen, this roster, as it stands right now, does not adapt well. Avril, give me a range. Uh, hmm? Give me a range, Avril. What's, what's your range for me? Mm-hmm. Did Joe decide yet? Because he was he he was talking about it still. Yeah, I've got I've got like an A tier for NA and anywhere from one to like six or seven in terms of the world. That range one to seven in terms of what's placing. a and na is that just a general like range? it's a above average good uh okay the I'm top what today. top six top seven uh top 13 what i'll say top five top five and NA. is that what is so that's two below what yuska said <sighs> who do i think are better than shock currently let me work backwards sure. i think dallas are better than shock not a hot tank no i think I think Gladiators' roster quality is better than Shocks, but okay. Gladiators have a reputation for potentially not pulling it all together. But then again, Shock of a brand new team is on. They didn't exactly pull it all together last year too, even though True. at the end they did. Um, Maybe a team like Atlanta. I feel better about Glads than I do about Shock. I'm gonna okay. say that. I I genuinely do. I think. Wow. I think Skewed Shoe. I think Skewed Shoe is still above Violet Finn for me. And Whoa. funny Astro being in there. Oh, okay. I have space. I have space above collusion. That doesn't. That's easy. That, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Prop is better than the other DPS, but Kev's is still <laughs> a fucking monster. Kev's to actually. I'm. I'm not even entirely. Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Prop, prop will get rookie of the year, but once you start talking about MVP, you got you got to go up against mofos like Kevster, and that's nah, Kev. Kev is different as well, you know, dude. Kev is different. Like. It's like proper compare together rookies is like yeah give him the award but then you go to the MVP levels like bro now you're up against Fleda 
leave yeah. Kev, so you're like yeah i don't think proper's unlocked for the mvp no i don't <laughs> once you start looking at it from that you know it's like yeah. it's like oh cool you beat giovanni now here's the elite four um mm. <laughs> it's a very different world yeah it's so, some motherfuckers that pair up with lance pretty yeah. well like there's there's a certain group of players that just like have a magical quality about them and kev says one of them like we talked yeah. about so, like lip being different Kefsa is also different, man. I, so yeah, I don't know that Proper's better than Kev. I'll say that yeah. as 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 like probably the biggest voice of Proper this off season, or at least what what started now. Reddit's just taking a mind of its own in that in that regard. But mm. uh, I, look, I started us on this Proper journey. I'll 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 be the put one to now guide us back on track if if possible. Um, as after this episode airs, you'll see that the Reddit narrative now changes to that. Oh yeah, Proper's very good, but he's probably still not as good as Lee. <laughs> um, that will be the new Reddit narrative. Is I I think Kev is still probably better than Proper. Legit, I will say mm, that. I'll put that on okay. record. I think Kev is still probably better than Proper. That doesn't mean Proper will be. That doesn't mean that'll that sure. will stay that way in the entire season. Maybe you get to the end of the season, Proper realizes his potential, and he actually is just the best player in the world. He actually is just fucking faker of Overwatch. I we don't know that yet. Could be. Um, but for the time being, uh, as of March, is it still March? Yeah, it's still March yeah, technically yeah. for me. It, about to be April first, so you know, I'll, I'll my my justification is if I'm wrong. Oh, I was just I was just joking, guys. <laughs> April first, just April first. I was kidding. Um, so <laughs> that would be my defense. I think Kevster is currently better. Uh, Arns Patapan is the bigger question mark. Um, Kilo has had inconsistency issues as well. Arns is currently having inconsistency issues. So that I mean, I um, but Arns has had. We talk about. Both actually, they're pretty similar. Both players have had really high yeah. peaks. Anza's peak is untouchable. If we're yeah, talking about peaks, sure. That's that's a built different um, kind of. I don't even know if it's fair to compare Patapan and Sam. I, I think those are both. It's just oh. hard. Patapan is just a complete mystery. He's yeah. just a complete mystery. He's yeah. a full dice roll. No idea. Hard yep. to compare. So I I generally so without Super, I think Glad's even with Super. I think it's like maybe Glad's edged out for me, but without Super, they definitely edged out for yeah. me. So I got Dallas. Glad's easily in that top. Um, I feel great about Atlanta, and I mean we'll see if if they can keep up with proper. But there's a lot of other players. I think Hawk. I think Hawk and Gator are better than Kaluj as well. Sure. Um, Ultraviolet OG could give Violet Finn a run. I mean, I think Finn will be better than an Ultraviolet maybe. But the problem is, man, Violet's mechanics on the main support just might be shit. It just might be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's a good shot caller. Maybe he's a good leader, but. If you have to play Lucio and you're going up against like literal Lucio mains who know yeah. this character inside and out, you're gonna get body slammed. Like I'm sorry, you don't have enough hours on on Lucio as a flexible player to compete against motherfuckers with thousands of hours on Lucio that can do crazy shit. And that so, could be like really leveraged if we're if we're to believe a lot of the shit that's coming out about supports and not being super support friendly and you know all this you know developer talk about oh yeah we need to get some loves to supports like it's gonna be important to have like some really really safe supports. If this is the game that we're walking into, I will say at the very best right now, I I am I'm not I'm not comfortable with putting Shock any higher than third in NA. That's at the very best in NA that I can do for them. Uh, but even then, I'm sooner looking at teams like Atlanta blowing people away. I know the Reddit narrative is that everyone thinks Atlanta is bad for some reason. It doesn't matter what Atlanta does. That's nuts. Uh, yeah. They come they come second last year. People still make excuses, move right. the goalposts. I'll guarantee you this: if Atlanta somehow beat Shanghai last year and won the entire Grand Finals, 
people would still underrate them coming to this year. People still find an excuse. <laughs> yes. These motherfuckers could have been the world champions and people like, oh, I just don't really believe in Atlanta, you know, oh, coaching staff, Siffy. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what, do they, what, what does Atlanta need to do to shut you up? Like, Honestly, they could God. win everything and you, the people would still fucking make up an excuse. Anyway. At the same time, uh, it's same fair. Money. Like, they kind of got rid of the Rookie of the Year. Or not got rid, but lost. Sure, right? but when you look at this, I mean, not to turn this into Atlanta episode, but like, you look at that franchise history like they've done nothing but like success after success sure. with like not much on the table and this team gets like no credit yeah no that's very true yeah um remember second place in the overwatch league no roll stars that's the meme oh. yeah um so i i i done so dirty i think an atlanta i think an atlanta team that really pulls their shit and is yeah you know they could they could they're within striking distance they could pull up a, they can pull up on the shock can I give I you mean, a hot probably. take, maybe? What? I mean, we haven't seen the full lineup yet, but is New York that far away? Uh, the thing about New York is they are a very, they are a very, very meta-dependent team as it currently stands. So I think in New York's perfect meta, where they get to play all of their favorite heroes, mm -hmm. they are one of the best teams in NA, hands down. They are like they are competing at, with the top. Yeah. But, oh, they, but one bad patch change for them. They are completely fucked. Like this is but, a very guys, meta protein. Guys, agreed. I did this before. I'm just warning you. Uh, the New York opium is a is a dangerous drug. Don't do it. I, I'm not even. I'm not even saying like I, I'm just um, putting forward candidates that could compete with Shock at this point. I don't think New York's that far away from that. I don't think like I, a couple more signings and they could compete. Let me let me put it this. My range for Shock is about third fourth. Mm -hmm. Is yes. my current I, range I for Shock. Is where I currently put them. NA globally, a little bit further down because you have Chengdu in Shanghai. Yep. Um, and even then, fuck it, I'll say it. I'll put Solar Head as well. Currently. Yeah. Yeah, you got proper. Now let me introduce you to Profit. Um, <laughs> and and Stalker and Fitz. Yes. Like that, I think st st Profit Stalker and Fitz is a better trio than Proper Kilo and Sam. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More Fitz well is one of the Fitz was one of the best hit scans last year. Look, Kilo, good hype. He ain't no fits. He's no fits. I'll put it that way. Oh, here's another one. Fitz can actually play Sombra. How about that? True. Um, <laughs> um, Stalker, just way better than Sam. I'll say it. Fuck it. I'll say that. Stalker's goaded. He's actually insane. On another yes. team, Stalker would be your starter and a, and a rookie of their candidate on any other team. Mm -hmm. Just because he might not get playtime on Soul this year, he probably won't get a good shout. So... You know, this is one of those like embarrassment of riches moments for Soul Dynasty, where you know, <laughs> you you happen, you're like Shanghai, and you have Flitter and Lip already, and you're just the third guy there. Be like, ah, oh, well, I guess it's understandable. I don't play. <laughs> Unlucky. Mm. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe again, it's not it's not foolproof. Like I said, for a guy like Sam, it's possible mm -hmm. that your your other flex DPS does get game time if it's just really bad for hit scan, or you want to trace a plus mana like a tracer plus something that's not a hit scan then stalk and profit will play together so it's not impossible for them to get game time um so globally what do we got that's at least five teams globally i put shock sixth place yeah at the top so you have Chengdu, shanghai seoul dallas gladiators i have above shock globally mm -hmm. would we would we all agree to maybe revisiting shock 
closer to the start of the season if there was significant changes made like let's say they add in a main tank and moth like would well, that significantly shift that up joe that would uh that would be for a future episode agreed for a global rankings and, uh, <laughs> exactly global power rankings episode. um yeah it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a team preview is no, what that would be no. so that's where i stand on that leaving okay. leaving just leaving yeah, that open yeah here's a here's a hypothetical for you guys imagine Choi was still on this team where is it where are they now oh, oh i like that, that pick. i like that, that pick. to me people underrate Choi, but I, he played out his mind in the playoffs uh, he said some he said, he said some funny moments last season yes yeah. when in playoffs when push comes to shove Choi was so good in playoffs yeah. unbelievably good in playoffs last year i rewatched their game in, on atlanta and there was a specific like blizzard that he just so casually just turned red eight and went back right to the fight and i was like oh fuck me man <laughs> but if you oh, i need a kleenex you... i need a cigarette fuck god i if miss you, you if you rewatch the game where shock eliminates chengdu from playoffs entirely which i would actually say was an upset just by just for the record mm -hmm. um they did that because Choi and a comp glistero's uh Sombra was actually doing mad work but Choi was so good he shut down everybody he shut down jim musfara he shut down leaves tracer a good amount of time as well he's just there he's just he's just on top of both dps's as one guy and just mm -hmm. completely shutting down chengdu's win conditions and you see the same chengdu team versus other teams and jimmu untouchable leave untouchable yeah. and they just destroy you shock choice like i'll handle it and then he does so if you're doing that to especially leave, it's I'm like, well, Choi's good. Choi's good. What can I say? He Le really is just good. Legit, yeah. dude. Like, if I f if I find like a genie in a bottle and I get three wishes, it's like it's infinite yes. money. It's like world peace, and it's Choi comes back to Overwatch, man. Like this, this, this. I think you didn't this say what team, so I'm putting him on value. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you fucking monkey's paw, monkey's paw curling, motherfuckers. I think that like like wraps together in a weirdly beautiful way on like how we feel about the shock. That it's just like they're really, really fucking close to being like a title contending team. They just need like one more good piece, and it feels like it's a tank. It feels like you just need like a, a like an all star tank player to like sure up that question. And like this team, you can confidently put up there, but there's just such a or or Violet's currently Shh. in the Lucio. He's currently in the sure. Lucio hyperbolic time chamber right now. You know, doing Maybe. doing doing roller skating and like DJing. That's all he's doing inside this hyperbolic time chamber. He he comes out and he's just a Lucio god. If he's doing that, then maybe I'll you know opinions Agreed. will change. Yeah. But it's it's tough to like really give them like the love that I feel like we want to give them. Mm -hmm. Because I, I I think like we, like we said previous today like how does this team really come together I don't see it if I'm gonna be completely honest yeah I think we sound yeah. I think we sound more negative than the actual reality of it which is they're still a top team yeah yeah like it sounds like it sounds like oh man they, these guys just hate shock no they still are a top team they are still one hundred percent within striking distance of championships they are they are going up their playoffs caliber team Agreed. you're gonna see them you're gonna see them in all the different playoffs you're going to see them mm -hmm. in you know the it's not hawaii this year but you know the quote-unquote hawaii equivalents of this year um and they're a team that can compete for the top oh. uh you know i think it's i think i just i see i see more potential and more proven yes evidence in other teams it doesn't mean i don't think shark can be a top team i don't think they'll end the season in like sixth place or something but um right now that's where they stand for me 
as of as it stands. April Fools. I'll, as of yes. April Fools, which I will definitely use as my defense later. <laughs> Again. It feels it feels like a repeat of last season, just in terms of feeling. As it stands now, it feels like they're going to be good. They're they're gonna be playoffs bound, like just have all the all the accolades like Avril just said, but like that's the caliber of team that I feel like this is is etching out to be. Third, fourth place world, strong playoffs performance, but it's not the world beating, title defending. Oh my god, it's shock and the Titans against the world. I think those days are gone. As it stands right now, I I don't see it. I'll also say I think another aspect that we actually have to consider is the like the tag team. Yes, like it's not the trio, but like 9K and Krusty teaming up again should be considered yeah. an event here, right? It like is. yeah. That's from my understanding, definitely like a pairing that had great like good cop bad cop uh type of like splitting. You could argue like my understanding is that, for instance, Junkbuck had had like a just added like a nice understanding of a wider meta arc, uh, what this team was capable of in season two and season three, where yep. d during some of those, like the the understanding that Krusty had that was was communicated to me was a little bit lacking, but Junkbuck made up for that by understanding certain uh, meta conceptions. Mm -hmm. Like, I think with 9K coming back in, like, I was always a big 9K guy. I think, like, a lot of the initial ability for them to keep up with APAC was a lot down to his work. I will say, like, they definitely underperformed my, my expectations, but caveated season, like, that was a weird one, given the visa situation. Yeah. I'm just hyped for whatever they can do when they team up again. Maybe the magic yeah. is back, right? Because Possibly. one thing we will also also uh, we also have to say about Krusty is it wasn't that he was only doing the magic by himself, as sure. we will find out this season as well. When Krusty magic happened, he also had very strong had um, assistant coaches, as was true about Gunba and as was true about Nine K and Junkbuck, and. Mm -hmm. I think like that that's a thing that we should talk about when when we get to mayhem but Gamba was is definitely like an underrated coach there. True. Um I think like having someone that adds to his ability um is is going to be a big one and it will also be required. I think this this roster has implosion potential my friends. Mhm. Mm what a shock. Yes. Sir. yes. Okay. So. Implosion. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. I was like, as in, like, if if this is a team that goes zero and three, now you're in deep shit in terms yeah. of, uh, like team mm. culture. Damn, you don't have to do violent that bad. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, more than one. I, I I trust I trust junk uh, junk uh, not junk bucket. I do, but not no, in terms of shark. I just confused nine k and um crusty. So mm. I was trying to say. I do think that's a it's a great duo reunited. Um. Fantastic stuff. I mean, they've 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 earned that trust. They've hundred percent earned that trust mm -hmm. as well. So, percent. Cool. I, I guess that's basically it. Unless you know, we've we got two hours left if we want to keep going. But, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I think we can call it here. 
I think we, you know, we said it was only going to be half an hour, but of course it goes for an hour and a half anyway. Yep. So Sick. there it is. That's our, uh, uh, I said it was a short ep- You notice that at the, in the intro, I didn't say, oh, you looked at the time. It was only 40 minutes. I didn't commit to a time. I just said, you looked at the time. It's shorter than normal. And uh, it still is. <laughs> still is shorter <laughs> than normal. Thank you for tuning in to episode 220, which is a, like a shock preview combined with a super retirement video mm. uh i don't know if we're going to go into this level of detail again for every other team true because that, that'll just be like full hour long videos each but we'll see yeah. what happens some teams there'll be less to talk about some teams there'll be more or play it by ear but you'll want to stay tuned again more coming this week in terms of different content um you this could be this there's going to be a week where there's, there's going to be more than just one video coming out this week so stay tuned have fun thank you so much we're we're getting through a lot of content now as the season's about to start look forward to it we'll see you for 221 and more